Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hi everyone, this is a tale <laughs> of sorting and Dreamcasts. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And this is our, what was, what did you title it again? Oh, um, it's our <laughs> movie-sode. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to be discussing, as like a mini-sode, our favorite adaptations from book to movie or book to tv show i feel like that could happen later right yeah i mean it's happened before okay. like the vampire diaries mm-hmm. you know yeah but this is a movie sewed, yes. so i did pride and prejudice for my first one and Lindsay, what you doing i'm gonna do catching fire which i'm super excited about um because it's easily my favorite like book in the series and definitely my favorite movie in the four-part series mm-hmm. mine too <laughs> right because they just had to split the last one. I know. It was, well, that was like the thing back then. Yeah, the early 2010s. It's like, yeah. Harry Potter did it. Right, Harry Potter so now did we're going to do it. So then Twilight did it. So then Divergent tried to do it. it and it just like fizzled out. Like <laughs> I feel like Divergent is like that redheaded stepchild that we like put in a corner and kind oh, of like, no. you stay here and don't come out of the room. Like, oh. I feel like Divergent is the one that we try to forget about. Yeah, Divergent was like the one that came out after Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's the next Hunger Games. Yeah, and... well, I think it's even done by the same company because there, I was watching, like, I binged all the bonus features on mm-hmm. my Blu-ray, and one of like the super cool like bonus features is a sneak peek at Divergent. Yeah. So I was oh, like, oh. oh, interesting. So I think it came from the same company that like since like Hunger Games was such a hit, they're like, oh, we're gonna try our skills with this one yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh it was boy. very similar yeah yeah i think that's another day yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll compare and contrast divergent <laughs> right. and hunger games in our next movie so <laughs> that's no, a whole nother episode but anyways <laughs> this one is like solely about catching fire which mm-hmm. i'm so excited for so a little bit about like the story in general as like a recap for all those because this the movie came out in 2013 i do not remember what year the book even came out it came out when we were like the beginning of high school i feel like right i think because i think i was reading i had to wait for the third one and i remember reading the third one when i was like a junior yeah probably. that makes sense yeah. so yep and but then the movie didn't come out till we were in college yeah 2013 which we saw it together we did we did <laughs> i remember that night so clearly and i remember seeing it and i was like that was the best adaptation yeah. i was like because I used to be so cynical mm-hmm. about when I, I was like, I couldn't get off my fucking high horse. Like, oh no, blah, 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 they left this out. But I remember being so like pleased when I left that theater. Because it was, I remember it was really funny because I remember seeing the first one. And I remember like looking back at it now, I laugh at myself because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Lindsay. Because I was so mad that they literally did not add one line. There was one line. What line was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like looking back at it now, I'm just like, that's what you wanted to complain about, really. Mm-hmm. But, um... There's the line where she's, like, walking around and she, like, steps on Peta. Remember, like, when Peta, like, camouflaged himself? And in the book, he says, hello, sweetheart, which is, like, a Hamish thing. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be, like, a whole, like, how she knows that he's an ally because he says, like, the Hamish thing. Yeah. And she, like, finds him and she's like, oh, my God, Peta. Oh, wow. Is Hamish, like, the marker of all the allies? Like, that happens in this one a lot where everyone right? has, like, Hamish's, I think so. Uh, I mean, Hamish is a godsend. Finn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah with the whole bracelet thing that does happen in this one yeah. but i love that moment so much in the book that when it didn't happen he says something weird in the movie he's just like hey and i was like I'm, really? that part was like funny yeah. i remember everyone was laughing like, I'm he like, makes it a joke and i was like what <laughs> i was so mad so like for some reason and the fact that they they got rid of the mayor's the mayor of district 12 um well the mayor in general i think they got rid of but mm-hmm. also his granddaughter 
because that's supposed to be like Katniss's only friend. Yeah. And I was so mad that they got rid of her in the first one. So I was like, meh. So I was like, well, we'll see Mm -hmm. how the second one, like I had even more high expectations for the second one because it's like my favorite book. Yeah. So (laughs) when the movie came out, when the movie, I just remember walking into the theater and both of us were like, oh my God, like all our expectations were met. It was such a beautiful movie. I was like, oh. That was one of those movies that I saw and I immediately wanted to like turn around and just go watch it again. Right? I was like, oh, this one's, this one's getting bought on Mm -hmm. Blu-ray. And it's so like hyped. Like, the first one, I love just for, like, nostalgia reasons, but it's kind of right. hard to watch with, like, the shaky cam. kind of makes me, mm-hmm. like... And, you know, the first one is always not in comparison to the rest. Like, exactly. But I'll still watch it, right. obviously. Right. But Especially the second one, I was like, ooh. They made yes. that first one, like, not even knowing if they were going to mm-hmm. get two It was more indie. Or three or so. four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they made that one totally, like, no intentions. Or not no intentions, but just, like, no expectations of yeah. being able to continue the story. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that they were able to, it was kind of really cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the team that created this movie, so the author, Suzanne Collins, uh, is directed by Francis Lawrence, who also continued to go direct um, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And some other things that he's directed is Red Sparrow, which also had Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> so I was like, I love when they do that. I love when directors, like, they work with an actor and they're like, I like you. So mm-hmm. they bring them back. Christopher Nolan. Okay. <laughs> and then um, he's also done I Am Legend, and his first movie was Constantine Yay. with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but I see other... it. I can totally see it, because I right? saw Constantine, like, a few months ago, and yeah. Oh, for the first time? No, I've seen it before. Oh, okay. Like, but That's what I for the first time in a long time, ah. I'd seen it, because I'm trying to watch all Keanu Reeves' movies for no Ooh. reason whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, the pure reason of it's Keanu Reeves. It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then, on top of all of that, he's also done, like, a bunch, a bunch of music videos. One of Two of them, including Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Like, when I looked this guy up on IMBD, I was like, oh, okay, sir. Like, goddamn, he can do it all. There is no stopping this Mm -hmm. man. (laughs) But yeah, the music is by James Newton Howard, who I also love. He's really good. So many good scores. Right? He's done a bunch of movies that I've loved and every time I'm like dinosaur yeah I'm like I really love this music and then you look and it's like James Newton Howard and I'm like ah but also because I like watched all of the bonus features and because I feel like like makeup costume and hair play a huge part in this movie especially like with all the capital stuff mm-hmm. um makeup was led by V Nail Neely mm-hmm. Neely Nelly, I think is how you pronounce it. <laughs> and her like right hand woman was Nicoletta Scarlatos. Costumes were done by Trish Somerville and hair was done by Linda Flowers. And um, the casting director I added just because it, um, she says a line in the bonus features that made me laugh so hard. So I, I had to mention her, but the casting director was Deborah Zane. So, oh, yes. <laughs> because if you guys remember going into like one of the reasons, the things that kind of like ache my heart when I think about this movie is the fact that I remember Tumblr and the internet wanted Garrett Hedlund to be Finnick so oh, I remember that. badly. And then later on, I found out that they actually approached him, but he was in the middle of doing something, so he like, had to Tron. turn it down. No. Well, no? Oh. He was doing... It's called, like, Red Mud or, like, Red something. Oh. Yeah, but he was in the middle of filming that, so he's like, I couldn't do it. He's like, but yeah, I remember being approached for that, which was, like, nail in the coffin for me. <laughs> I was like, so you mean I actually had a chance of him being Finnick, but... Sam Kaplan is adorable, <laughs> and I absolutely love him, and I think he did a really good job, but... This role, like, made me love him. Right? Like, I don't... I think I knew of him before from, I like, other not. things, um, like, British stuff, and then this right. one, I was like, ooh, you I sir. feel like and this kind was, of, like, yeah. opened the door to the world to Sam Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Like, here he is. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was really funny, because there's a part in the bonus features where they talk about casting and, like, who they thought, because, you know, it's the 
it's the whole like every movie goes through that has a sequel like you have like the core cast that comes back but then you have all these new kids come in Mm -hmm. so they did like a whole thing of like all finding all the new people and like all the process they went through that and one of them was like when they're talking about Finnick they brought in Deborah and she's like I mean when I'm thinking about casting she's like I do she's like I sometimes look at like what the internet thinks she's Mm -hmm. like but I don't let it persuade me because at the end of the day I don't care. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love her. It was so funny. She was like, Go I don't off, care queen. what they think, right? She's like, I don't care what they think. At the end of the day, she's like, it's my job and I'm going to do it how I want. And I was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> I'll just keep that mentality when I'm casting people. Right? <laughs> Which made me laugh because I'm like, eh, I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing, right? Yeah. Because I do think about that, like, as we're doing this, because like our last episode, like, where we just gushed about Asa Butterfield for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if someone, like, if he, like, listened to that, if he'd be like, wow, thanks, guys. Like, you want to give me a job? Or, like, if casting directors would listen to this and be like, I mean, you're a little off, but okay. Or if they would, like, take influence. I highly doubt because they're paid professionals and Mm -hmm. we're just two girls in a room. (laughs) It's something that, like, I think about sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it made me laugh because she just, like, it's the only time they ever bring her into the bonus features for that one little part and mm-hmm. it just stuck with me so bad that i was like what was her name i'm writing it down oh she's amazing i love her our <laughs> mascot now yeah deborah zane <laughs> so oh we were doing a recap of the movie and we totally just like sidelined it oh whatever meh but um basically it's the 75th hunger games mm-hmm. i almost said that like caesar <laughs> 75th Hunger Games! <laughs> yeah, it's the 75th, so it's the third quarter quell. So, like, every 25 years, they do something crazy. And I kind of forget what the first one was, but the second one, they, like, doubled the numbers. So, mm-hmm. like, it was two girls from every district and two guys yeah. from every district. And they kind of don't even mention it in the movie, but that's the one that Hamish won. So, Hamish had to kill double the amount of people oh, that everybody shit. else did. So, if you're wondering why he drinks so much, that would be it. <laughs> oh, Hamish. Right? He's so heartbreaking. Honestly. Honestly, like, oof, I totally forgot about that. So when I was perfect like, casting, honestly, honestly like, right? You I remember, Deborah. <laughs> I remember when they casted him, and I was like, that guy, like, right? I was like, okay. But then when he had long hair, they give him long hair because normally yeah. his hair is like shaved. Which is funny because I didn't perfect. really, I didn't really know who he was mm-hmm. before this. Like, um, now, like every time I see him in anything, I'm like, oh look, it's Hamish. But like, yeah. it was he wasn't like a recognizable face for me at this time. So I was like, mm, okay, like sure, like we'll mm-hmm. give this guy a shot. And I was like. Favorite character. Still favorite character. Like, absolutely adore him. Please tell me you're going to talk about Elizabeth Banks. And oh, yes. I love for him. Oh, okay, thank yes. God. <laughs> it's not written down because I already got it in my head. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the quarter quell. So the thing that Snow decides to do to spice things up this time is he is taking all the tributes from every district is going to be past winners, which mm-hmm. kind of like is a stupid idea because in his head, it's the quickest way to get rid of Katniss because she's the only female winner from District 12. So she's automatically in the running already mm-hmm. again. But it kind of like p- like starts the fire of the revolution because he pisses off all the other victors because yeah. the whole thing about winning the Hunger Games is after you do that, like after you go through all of that trauma, you're like set up for the rest of your life and you're mm-hmm. fine. Like you just have to train kids that come your way every once in a while but you get to live in your fancy house and you get to just be a bum for the rest of your life and all of a sudden he's like just kidding none of you are safe yeah like Mm -hmm. none of you are safe you're all getting dragged back in and everyone's pissed about it and even the capital is pissed about it which Mm -hmm. then you know like you know if the rich people are like complaining that it's it's a bad thing yeah (laughs) 
But yeah, so that's kind of where we are. Because they're like their celebrities, all the people that win. The yeah. capital like puts them up on a pedestal. They're like they're, their major athletes. Yeah, they want like, nothing to happen to them mm-hmm. now. And, yeah, it's like their American Idol. They're like all that. Like all their competition <laughs> shows is just the Hunger Games. Yeah. It's all centered around that. So there's no sports teams. Yeah. It's just them. You mentioned American Idol. And like I saw this TikTok the other day when comparing like Hunger Games. Like, oh, would I actually watch that? And I was like. Yeah, I probably would watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, if we were set in this world, yeah. it's kind of the only thing you get to watch. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you'd watch it because there's literally nothing I would else. not be supporting it, but I'm like, I would watch it. Like, right? it would. Yeah. That sounds horrible. <laughs> right, but I also think it'd be extremely hard to watch because this mm-hmm. one in particular, it's a little, I think it's a little easier to watch because it is a bunch of adults killing each other. But yeah, you the remember, first one. Oh, you remember God. the first one where it's a bunch of like teenagers that get thrown into this. And Rue. And Rue. was like... like on the cusp of being a child like yeah. she's a i mean she they're all like, kids like but... what 14 yeah she was like the youngest one right mm-hmm. and it's just like oof like remembering that you're just like oh shit like these are supposed to be children and the only reason why it's kind of cushioned in this one is because they drag in the adults back in mm-hmm. but oof lord <laughs> <laughs> oof lord <laughs> right so one of my favorite like what makes this one of my favorite movie adaptations is definitely like how it's so true to the book, like almost page for page, where the only things that I could really find on the internet, I watched a video by Comic Girl 19 on YouTube. <laughs> and um, the only real things is just like little things like that they changed, um, like they cut out certain characters that looking at it through like um, a movie maker's eye, like I can I can understand why you would cut that out because it's like it would just take up too much time and you're just trying to explore the world. There's so many characters that are being introduced in this one. Exactly, yeah. Like, one of the characters that they cast out is this guy named Darius. He's a peacekeeper in District 12. Mm -hmm. So the thing about the peacekeepers, like the normal ones... Um, because in the movie you kind of see like a whole new group of them come in like they're in helmets and they're like in full body gear and they're kind of all assholes <laughs> but um yeah. the scene where gail is getting whipped in the book darius is actually the one that runs in like don't whip him like he doesn't deserve it like it's cool just calm down and he gets knocked out and taken back to the capital and it's actually turned into an avox which they really don't touch like what an AVOX is in the movies at all. Mm-hmm. I think they touch it a little bit in like the third and fourth one, yeah. but just a smidge. But they're not mentioned at all in the first book and they're really not mentioned. They're kind of seen, not really mentioned in the movies in the first two. Mm-hmm. In the book, he's actually made into an AVOX and then Snow, just to be, like be an asshole, assigns him to Katniss and is like, he's going to be your like your servant. Here you go. And mm-hmm. Katniss is like, it's just like to mind fuck with her. Yeah, but it's, that's all he does. <laughs> it's so sad. He's so obsessed with Katniss. Right. It's like, sir, <laughs> how how sad is your life that you're like obsessed with this girl? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Another thing that they kind of cut out, uh, which I thought was, I kind of forgot about it, but I kind of wish that they mentioned a little bit, um, was the wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. So in the book, if you guys remember, Cinna actually designs six wedding dresses and sends them all to Katniss. And Katniss is like, I don't. Like, Katniss is not the girl to, like, get excited about dresses and Mm -hmm. be, like, try them on, especially when she's just been told that she has, like, a huge chance of dying again. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, I'm very over it. I don't care. And so the Capitol kind of takes this and makes a whole show about it and makes her try on all of them. And the Capitol actually gets to vote on which one she has to wear, which is kind of twisted if you think about it. But one thing I did kind of like... Then why I kind of wish, why I agree with Comic Girl 19 on why they should have put this in the movie, because she did mention how she thought it was very important for, like, young girls to, like, see how, you know, this girl's presented with wedding dresses and, like, is told, like, oh, your wedding is going to be, like, you know, totally paid for, mm-hmm. this big, huge event, which, like, in our today's society, weddings for women are supposed to be, like, the happiest days of our lives and, like, 
big princess wedding and she, like <laughs> comic girl 19 kind of mentions like how cool it is to see a young girl be like i don't care like mm-hmm. there's way worse things happening in the world and i don't care about a wedding dress and yeah. i was like you know what you're right <laughs> like i totally agree i do wish they would have put that in the movie I side with that right i like i've never really thought about my right. wedding you know Honestly. i don't really yeah like i have a pinterest boards of things that i think look pretty but i've mm-hmm. never actually like planned anything i'm just like oh that's a, that's pretty that's are a there pretty mason background. jars in it everyone's putting fucking mason jars in there <laughs> yeah of course there's mason jars yeah. Bridget. <laughs> are there fairy lights am i a basic white girl yes yes i am do i drink pumpkin spice lattes yes you're only half a white girl <laughs> no actually me this too, is though. a complete sidebar, <laughs> but um, I got my Ancestry.com results back in, and I'm 47% Scottish. Oh. So, I mean, I guess that is, like, only half white girl. <laughs> I mean, what's the definition of a white girl? <laughs> Literally 47% Scottish. Us together, we make one white girl. <laughs> I love that. Because I'm, like, 50% Irish, right? So, and then 50% Hispanic, and I'm 47% Scottish, and then a whole mix of... Asian and Polynesian and a slew of things and Finnish, apparently. Don't know where that one came from, but basically European. But yeah, (laughs) together we make one full white girl. Oh, God. Anyways. No, I'm just a few more things that they kind of changed that they just kind of tweaked is they're just kind of like amplified a bunch of people. Um, basically, just because in a book you're it's definitely more internalized, like it's all through Katniss's perspective. So mm-hmm. you're very much being able to like hear Katniss's thoughts and stuff about things. But in the movie, they kind of have to branch out because you're not just getting an internal monologue. So they kind of amplified yeah. the like the, the personas and the personalities of Joanna. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just gave Jenna Malone like free reign. Like, <laughs> It was really cute because, like, in one of the videos that I watched, she literally is like, okay, I'm going to scream because it's the part where she's being interviewed by Caesar and she's just like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, so when we went to go film this part, she's like, I looked at him and I was like, look, like, look, Francis, like, I'm going to just, like, scream Mm -hmm. and I might scare some people and I'm just going to, like, free reign. I love that so much. Right? And she was like, I can try to, like, because, you know, you do take after take, so Mm -hmm. they try to make sure that they hit, like, the same spots at the same time so it's easier to edit. She's like, I can do that if you want, but she's like, I would love to just, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, it may not be the same. And he looked at her and he was like, I'll handle the editing. Do what you got to do. Yeah. And so she just went for it. And I was just like, yeah, I love, I love that, that so much. I love that scene. That's probably one of my right? favorites. I remember so cool that they did that. Like reading the book, I didn't have a huge opinion of her. I didn't really like Joanna until right? the third one, really. After yeah. she goes through what, what she goes through. But I mean, the movie kind of made sense. me love her. Right. Catching Fire did. I mean, it kind of makes sense in the book because we only see what Katniss sees, mm-hmm. and Katniss doesn't really like her until the third book. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that we wouldn't. So yeah, exactly. I thought it was kind of cool in the movies. They're like, no, no, she a badass bitch from the beginning. Like, here yeah. you go. I'm a little sus of her, but I <laughs> Right? Like, she's a little too her. crazy, but... <laughs> But yeah, also, they definitely way more um, humanized Effie, mm-hmm. Effie Trinket. So in the movie, they kind of, like, use her as, like, the poster child of, like, how like how the capital does not like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, with the whole, um, like, pulling the names out of the thing and, like, how there's only one name in the whole bowl in yeah. District 12. Oh. And she says Katniss's name and she's, her like, acting. looking at her. Right? And she's <laughs> looking at her and she's just so pained and she's, like, crying and she tells them, like, you guys deserve so much better. Like, 
it's really trying to show like even like the rich of the rich are like Mm -hmm. know that this is screwed up and this is messed up and no one's happy about it so basically just like information pockets that we know like from Katniss got Mm -hmm. taken out it's like nothing really major like looking at all the differences and like learning about them there was nothing that I was like oh they really left that out like I can't (laughs) believe it it was kind of like oh blasphemous yeah (laughs) I was kind of like yeah I I understand that so yeah when like comparing and contrasting there's really like it's way more comparing than it is contrasting for me watching this Mm -hmm. so instead I found some really fun facts on IMBD about filming it (laughs) it makes me so happy So, <laughs> if you guys remember in the elevator scene, Jenna Malone, as Joanna walks in and just starts stripping, like completely <laughs> stripping. So, when they did this, they are actually at a functioning hotel in an elevator that is purely glass while she's doing this. Mm-hmm. And in one of the takes, they talked about it. It was like literally everywhere. Everyone talked about this one scene. She's like stripping and I guess the guy, like a VA is supposed to go in there and hit the correct button because they had blocked off one hole like level of the hotel for them filming and he must have accidentally hit the wrong button so the elevator opened one floor below so like a completely topless almost bare naked jenna malone the elevator is open and there's a guy standing there (laughs) with a coffee cup and she's just like she even talks about it she's like i i couldn't help myself she's like i screamed and like let the door shut on him and she's like i was laughing the whole time and it was so freaking funny like to just think about this poor girl like you're trying to be in character and you're trying to be all confident and like be joanna and then all of a sudden the door's open and there's a person there that you were not expecting (laughs) it's gotta be so funny for the guy like doesn't even know what's going on no idea what's going on it's just like what the like what did (laughs) i just walk into and then being like okay sorry like gotta go (laughs) that's amazing it made me laugh so hard and it's just like cute little funny things like i guess there's a scene where katniss finnick and Peta are all eating fish and in reality the actors like actually have to eat fish and um, I guess Jennifer and Sam uh, really don't like it. Like, they hate fish. Mm-hmm. And both the boys, so, like, Sam and Josh were, like, laughing at Jennifer the entire time because she was like, I fucking hate this. I don't want to eat the fish. <laughs> and they had to do, like, take Aww. after take after take. And it was hilarious. I love cast behind the scenes stuff. Right? Like, little stories like that. Mm-hmm. It was so, that was probably my best, like, favorite part of the bonus features is, like, learning, like, the specs about it and, like, mm-hmm. all the decisions they made technically. And then just getting to learn about, like, how the cast is ridiculous and how they all actually love each other. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> like, Jennifer and Josh have the best friendship ever (laughs) right it was really funny because a lot of the time jennifer was just like literally sitting there like i felt so bad for like the director having to like reel us in because she's and even people were like they'd literally be talking making jokes and they'd be like okay you're ready like set and then they'd be laughing right up until he said action and then they'd fall into like movie mode and they're like it was kind of crazy to watch like kind of scary yeah (laughs) but it's like they'd be joking and talking to each other right up to that moment and it's just like guys guys <laughs> like reel it in yeah. please and i'm like oh that makes me that so would happy. be you and jane in a movie if you're ever filming <laughs> right oh yes definitely <laughs> so another funny tidbit that i thought is uh that i found out is Kristen. well i don't know if this is real right I found it off of imbd mm-hmm. so take this with a grain of salt but it says Kristen bell was a huge fan of the book series and actively sought out the role of joanna mason really can you imagine if anna Got the role of Joanna Mason. How That's different weird. the movie would I could see her as Effie, maybe. Right? I thought it was interesting. Like, I saw that one oh. and I was like, I wonder if this is real. Like, that's kind of interesting to think about, like, mm-hmm. all the other actresses that, like, saw that part and were like, ooh, I want it. But yeah. they, like, they gave it to Jenna, which, uh-huh. good casting. Good mm-hmm. job. It made me laugh. Um, also, three songs were submitted to them by Ed Sheeran. All three of them were turned down. 
Ed. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you... Once again, I don't know if this is real, but mm-hmm. if it is, I'm kind of like shocked and honestly really want to hear these three songs and be like, I wonder what they were, like what they had to pertain to oh and God. like... Just like listen to his newer albums, but which one is it? <laughs> right? Like, okay, which one could this have been? It's okay. He got put in The Hobbit later. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so then a couple more like... Um, more like facts about it which i thought were pretty cool it was the highest grossing film of 2013 in north america and it was also the first film to top the annual box office with top billed female lead since the exorcist of 1973 and the first with a woman as a sole protagonist and primary marketing focus since the sound of music in 1965 fuck right (laughs) like come on oh god it's like amazing but also shitty Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're like wow good for jennifer lawrence but also why like why did it take so long for this to happen but i thought it was kind of cool oh this was also the only hunger games film that did not feature jennifer lawrence singing she sings in the first one and she sings in the other two i was just like that's an interesting fact to like actually point out Mm -hmm. (laughs) but thanks (laughs) i never even like that's such a plot point in the books because she's supposed to have like a beautiful singing voice that's what made peter fall in love with her but (laughs) I don't think it's even, like, that much of a thing. No, I don't. Not really. Like, not at all. Okay, so now, bonus feature notes. (laughs) This is the kind of, like, I live for this shit. Like, sometimes (laughs) I wonder why I did photography and didn't go into, like, movie stuff, like, in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually thought about changing my major, like, halfway through, but then I thought about how much money that would cost, so I didn't, and I just kept going. (laughs) Also, thinking about it now, where we are, with um, Miss Rona still running rampant, I would be out of a job if I even had one, so... (laughs) Miss Rona. <laughs> Miss Rona. Yes. But yeah, I actually, like, love this stuff. So one of the first, like, bonus features things they talk about is, like, how they had to find a new director because the guy who did the first one, I guess it was the timing issue. I don't know if he was working with something else, but um, he couldn't do the second one. So Francis Lawrence actually, like, heard about that and was like, oh, interesting, because he was in post-production for one of his past films and just kind of, like, he's like, it was just kind of like an afterthought, like, oh, I'm in post-production and they need a new director. <laughs> interesting. And he said he actually saw the first movie on his birthday. <laughs> oh. And that weekend, or like a couple weeks later, got a call and be like, hey, they want you to be the director. And he's like, um, okay, let me just like reread the book over the weekend and I'll call you back. And he's like, by Monday I called and I said, let's have a meeting. And I was like, how cool is that? Like, how awesome he goes to read the book. Yeah. And he said, read the book again. So he had read it before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, like hearing him talk, I was like, I wish every director of a movie adaptation was like him mm-hmm. because he literally goes on to say that, um, his like number one goal was to make the book into a movie. Mm-hmm. And he took Suzanne, um, Suzanne Collins and they ran away for three days and they locked themselves in a room and literally made what they called a beat sheet. I'm not, t- that's like movie lingo. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's just like a super, super rough draft Outline. of a script. Yeah. But they made a beat sheet from the book and then they called the writers so, like, they, him and the author had, like, sat down and planned out the whole movie, like, a rough sketch of the movie, and then they called the writers. And I was like, yeah. that's how you do it. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Like, why, why doesn't, like, every book adaptation people do this? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> the best ones are always when the author is included yeah. in the production somehow. Right? Mm-hmm. It's actually really funny because um, I was watching a YouTube video, like, another one, and it was a guy that was, like, I was honestly a little put back at the fact that she wasn't named as one of the writers mm-hmm. and he was like and she played such a big part of the first one that i was super surprised so i thought that was interesting that she's not technically labeled as one of the writers but she had actually gone into like such detail mm-hmm. about it in the first but i guess like 
technically it says then they called the writers so then like the official writers actually went through and like made it pretty mm-hmm. made it into like an actual script yeah but, <laughs> yes but that was cool they just had to include that line that finnick line going to sugar cube right that's a line people would have fucking rioted for if that wasn't <laughs> also fun fact about that scene poor sam Kathlin had to eat an entire box of sugar cubes for how many times i have to refilm oh, that oh gosh. <laughs> which is like super freaking cool because it's kind of funny like watching them talk about how they went through finding all the film locations for this movie Mm -hmm. because it's literally them going and then we've magically found this i don't know how we did but we found it because they talk about um the training facility in this book is a parking garage it is a parking garage at the studio that they were already at so at the studio that they were already working at they went to the parking garage and he was like i guess it was like built in kind of like a cool architecture way Mm -hmm. that they were like we could do it and they made it into the training arena that's cool so we could go there (laughs) i mean we we probably need (laughs) in georgia yeah like all their almost all their filming locations is in georgia and like another fun fact Mm -hmm. the circle the circle part Mm -hmm. they actually found like a semi almost a semi-circle like basically um like the beginnings of what could have been like a perfect circle at a water park Mm -hmm. so they like drained it built two of the little chunks built so it's like they had one wedge they could work with and they just went in cgi and did the rest yeah but they like legitly found a circle pool and and they're once again they're like i don't know how we found this but we did (laughs) they like found the circle pool. stars aligned honestly i was like it's like this movie just had like the perfect pathway of like Mm -hmm. how to be made i was like god i wish this could be like for every movie adaptation honestly (sighs) (laughs) it was really it was really funny so because it's filmed at like a functioning water park the water park said that they couldn't have it until like when they close which is obviously during the winter oh so the water was like super freezing cold water suits (laughs) honestly so well yeah they Mm -hmm. were wearing the water suits but it was kind of funny because they showed they had like a warm water pump so like a hose that was just spewing out warm Mm -hmm. water that they would like spray the actors with while they were in it and then they had decided because Mags, as you guys know, who um, volunteers to be tribute for District 4, mm-hmm. she is a much older lady. And so the director, like, right off the bat was like, she's not allowed to get in the water because it's just too cold, yeah. too many health risks. I don't want it. <laughs> so, Sam Kathleen, in most of the majority of the movie, he's either carrying her or the stunt devil. But he definitely always has, like, a person on mm-hmm. his back. Very first take. Very first take. They did <laughs> at the water. He falls and hits his knee and both Uh-oh. him and Mags dump in the water. So right after the director was like, she does not set foot in the water. It is too cold. She She's too old. He dumps her in the water. <laughs> He's just like, it was so oh, funny. He probably felt so bad. Poor yeah. Sam is like sitting there like almost crying. He's like, I felt so bad. Like, I'm not trying to kill anyone. Like, I promise. Like, I don't mean it. And oh. it's so funny because apparently she, the actress who plays Mags, was just laughing her ass off. She was just like, it's fine. Like, I'm totally fine. And they even asked her, like, oh, so you're not going in the water? She's like, well, I was, but now they say I can't. Like, super tough old lady was just, did not give a crap. Oh. It was adorable. Mags. Right? Um, so yeah, a lot of the, before the arena shooting is done in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all of that like a cool little detail that i thought all of that is filmed in um like handheld actual film so they filmed all of that like on handheld film cameras so it's kind of really cool and one of the like huge things that the director says is like he wants every shot in handheld so he can like get really up in their faces because that's like where the story's at is like totally Mm -hmm. up like with these characters and if you notice there's not a lot of like far away shots in the beginning like everything in like before the arena then mm-hmm. once you get in the arena, a lot of that shooting is actually done in Hawaii, and almost all of that is done in IMAX. 
like with oh, IMAX cameras. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was like super cool. Like the detail that this man had. Oh, right. When they, when she comes up from the, um, the tube mm-hmm. and then when like her vision like adjusts to everything, that's when the IMAX happens. Yes. Yes. So okay. There's I'm... a little bit of stitching between <laughs> mm-hmm. like the IMAX and the film still happening right there. But basically after they all start running like onto the beach, like after her Finnegan, I almost said Josh, PETA, like all group up, that's all IMAX. Like from mm-hmm. then on out, the rest of the arena yeah. is all shot in IMAX. So I remember that was a huge selling point when that, because IMAX was like just becoming a thing when yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But even, so all that IMAX shooting, like 90% of it still done handheld. That's old. Right. I was like, ooh, ooh. Like, this guy just slowly became one of my favorite actors. I thought it was amazing. Like, I was like, the directors. attention to detail. I said actors? I you said, said actors. actors. It's okay. He I became one of my favorite directors <laughs> very easily just because his, like, attention to detail and how every decision was, like, thought out to, like, a precise point. And mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is a genius. It was amazing. And it's super cute because, like, listening to the commentary, the entire time he was like, so... This actually happens in the book, like, in a dome, but, like, we didn't have a dome, so I just, I changed it, and we made it, like, happen here. Mm-hmm. But he was, like, recalling everything that happens in the book, and yeah. I was, like, my God. <laughs> like, he's, he not you... only read it, but he, like, memorized it. You know he was carrying a copy of that book around, like, the Bible. Right? <laughs> I was, like, oh, my goodness. He's amazing. <sighs> so many good things. Like, watching all this, I, like, slowly, like, fell in love with the movie all over again. Mm-hmm. It was adorable. Oh, one other fun fact that I found out, but I didn't find out until I was watching the bonus features, I laughed my ass off. Mm-hmm. So if you remember in the movie, we don't actually see PETA propose to Katniss. It's kind of like a hologram that's shown in like, oh, yes, Caesar's in show back. in the background. So <laughs> while they were filming that, they showed the part, that, like them actually filming it. When PETA gets down on his knee and Katniss like is mouthing something, she Jennifer was like sitting there and she says, oh, you ripped your pants. <laughs> and apparently Josh Hutcherson, like when he went down, like ripped in the middle of his pants. <laughs> and, and they use that clip in the yes, movie. Yes, and they use that clip in the movie because oh, even in the commentary when that part happens, both the director and the producer were like, yeah, so at this point, Josh ripped his pants straight down the middle. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's, like, my favorite thing is, like, learning all the, like, oh, adorable... God bless. Adorable parts of the movie like that. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard. Mm. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's pretty much, like... I feel like all we're really doing is talking about the movie, but that's... The movie literally, like, is the book, so yeah. it's kind of, like... There's not much, you know, difference to talk about, but... Yeah, it's, like, one of my favorite movie adaptations ever, <laughs> and I just... Like I said, the attention to detail, like, it even, they even talked about how Suzanne Collins had already done, like, some brief, like, PTSD research for the characters, like, obviously the winners, but then when they were doing the movie, they did, like, even more intensive research because they definitely wanted to show everything that, like, Katniss and Hamish and Peter were all going through, and so I was, like, once again, the attention to detail and the fact that they, like, went the extra mile and, like, did research on PTSD, Mm -hmm. I was, like, yes, you go, Glenn Coco. (laughs) (laughs) 10 points for you, Gryffindor. <laughs> right? 10 <laughs> points for Gryffindor. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much it for, like, what I have to talk about, like, from movie to book, just because there's so many similarities, <laughs> and I feel like, I like, if we keep talking, I'm just going to sit here and talk yeah. about the movie the entire time, because there's so much, like, detail that mm-hmm. they went into, and I thought it was super cool, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I finally figured it out. I had a brain fart earlier, but... One of the things I thought was really cool that they kind of, like, took liberty on is because the books are, like, just from Katniss's perspective, um, you really don't see, like, anything that's happening, like, politically-wise. So all the scenes in the movie that are, like, Swan and his 
granddaughter or swan and Poltark. Snow? I keep saying swan. <laughs> Bella? Right. She's in this? Well, no, but it's because um, yeah. where, where they filmed the, like, um, mm-hmm. the capital party is at the swan house. Oh, And right. I like, just oh, read right, that yeah. tidbit. So I was like, whoops. They, like, actually found, like, a legit estate. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, this is where we're filming. Also in Georgia. Like, they literally just found, like, little Easter eggs everywhere. Like, perfect locations to film this movie. I was like, the luck they had. No <laughs> other movie has had that. <laughs> but yeah. Snow. So all the parts with Snow and his granddaughter and Snow and Poltark they're all like fabricated like completely yeah but he also like obviously talked to Suzanne about like what would be happening like all well, behind the scenes and like mm-hmm. what power moves would be being played and everything which I thought was kind of cool because they like that was all like free reign for them they got mm-hmm. to like create whatever the heck they wanted and I think they did a really good job it was cool to see how they planned the Hunger Games like seeing Plutarch or how do you say his name Plutarch yeah Plutarch's um like pulling the strings in the mm-hmm. background like before you know his motives and all of that like that was really right. cool to see that end of it yeah like that's another difference that people like like to talk about is i guess like in the i guess i mean i read it it's just been a while i forgot (laughs) but in the book he has like this pocket watch that he tries to pull out at the party and he's like oh look like it's supposed to be like a hint that the map is like a clock clock. (laughs) and then also when you like rub the glass like the mockingjay symbol is supposed Mm. to come up but the director said they can never quite get it to look right Mm -hmm. he's like also we kind of wanted to keep it a secret just a little bit longer that like Poltark was like could be a bad guy yeah so it's like another one of those things that like they took it out yeah but it's not like something that i'm like pulling my hair out about because it's like no that makes sense like Mm -hmm. because since the books and katniss eyes katniss doesn't really get it katniss is like okay yeah like tiktok cool dude she's not a ravenclaw (laughs) exactly (laughs) like katniss is kind of she's not sure because at this point katniss doesn't really trust anybody from the capital and that's exactly like Mm -hmm. where poltark is from so she's like i don't know this guy's a little testy philip seymour hoffman would never play a bad guy unless it's against tom cruise in mission impossible excellent that is where he draws the line but yeah Yeah. so that's like one other thing that they like (laughs) that's like one of the few differences like it was kind of funny because i even looked through deleted scenes there's literally like four of them and they all last like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. just like in between yeah it's just little and most of it is just in between stuff that they fabricated like two of them is with philip seymour hoffman Mm -hmm. it's just him and snow go a little bit into more about how a mockingjay was actually created Mm -hmm. because like the jabber jays were actually made as a weapon and um when they were when they were deemed like ungood, like they were like, yeah, no, this can't be a thing. They were actually supposed to kill all of them, mm-hmm. but a few of them escaped and they bred with mockingbirds. So that's like literally how the mockingjay is created. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes into that. But they talked about how there's a lot of like long dialogue scenes with snow. And so they cut that one just to kind of like speed things up mm-hmm. a little bit. So I was Lots like, of monologues oh. from that guy. Yeah, pretty much. If we were to compare and contrast my movie sewed with your movie sewed. Yeah. The one comparison that you can draw are the oh. casting of Snow and Joanna. Right. Because they're both in Pride and Prejudice as Papa Bennett and uh, Lydia. Yeah. So, and then, but in this one, they're not father and daughter. They're just like... Enemy. Enemy. She literally tells him to so, fuck you. And it's the- really funny because I was like expecting something in the bonus features of like them being like, oh yeah, oh, they were reunited no. or something. But if you think about it, they never actually see each other. Mm-hmm. Like Snow and Joanna never actually see each other. Yeah. So I was Except like, in the third one. But, so it's yeah. like to us, they're like, oh look, reunited. But the actual actors yeah. like never saw each other. And I was like, damn it. It's <laughs> kind of funny though. Like they probably only saw each other at like the table read at the very beginning and like mm-hmm. the red carpet. It's like, like, hey, dad. Right? Like, hey, dad. Ready to put me in the Hunger Games? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Do you want to get into sorting? Yes. Let's do it. I'm excited. 
kind of funny because I was I was going through this and I was like kind of sad that there's like not that many Hufflepuffs but then I thought about how like this world is too rough for a Hufflepuff to survive yeah like you kind of have to be like there's a lot of like happening in this world Mm -hmm. so Hufflepuffs can't thrive Yes. Yes. So shall we start with the big guns? Katniss Everdeen? Katniss, yeah. I put her in Gryffindor. Yeah, I same. Mean, yeah. She's not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> not at all. She's not a Ravenclaw. Nope. Yeah, and Gryffindor. she's way too, like, brave and chivalrous of her family mm-hmm. and very protective. I mean, hello, I volunteer as yeah. tribute. Like, yeah. if that's not a Gryffindor move, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very, like, uh, blunt. She, she doesn't like rules. <laughs> very, like, fuck Against this. Against authority figures, for sure. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that's a Gryffindor trait. <laughs> of course it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Peter Malark? Peter Malark. Yes. He's a Hufflepuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if I anything put... else, Gryffindor. Yeah. But Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought, I mean, I think definitely like in the first one, he's way more Hufflepuff. But in the second one, I think we see him kind of like grow more into himself. Mm-hmm. So I put him a little leaning more towards Gryffindor just because he does become a little bit more like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in this one <laughs> <laughs> yes well because he technically like volunteers for Hamish because yeah. Hamish's name actually gets pulled first and he's like I volunteer as tribute I just I love them her and Katniss or him and Katniss I said that yeah him and Katniss because mm-hmm. she is the protector of right. the two of them he's such a soft boy he just wants to bake bread okay he wants to bake bread and look at the goddamn sunsets yeah and hold Katniss's hand like that's all oh. he fucking wants honestly poor baby oh Oh, yes. I love their relationship. I will die on this hill. <laughs> I mean, you're not alone. I know, everybody. <laughs> Except my sister will fight me for... She was Team Gale. She still is. No. Yeah. Whoa. Always. She's always on the opposite side. Really? Yep. That's... You, like, me and your sister have so much in common mm-hmm. that I am appalled that she could even think <laughs> that Gale is a contender in no, this I, story. No, I fight with her all the time. About I can't believe that. I'm so disappointed. I mean, maybe her mind has changed, but I remember, like, as it was coming out, she was like, oh, no, Gale. But it might have just been because it's a... What's his name? The actor? Oh, Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam. Maybe. Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's honestly another one of, like, the huge things that I did not like about this book is, to begin with is because that love triangle isn't even a love triangle. It's not a love triangle. Like, Gail, you've known this girl your entire life, and only now that she may have a potential love interest from somebody else mm-hmm. is when you want to tell her that you like her. Really? <sighs> now is when you want to do that? On to Sorkin Gail. Squib. 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 <laughs> He does not deserve any power. <laughs> He's just, yeah. No, no. He doesn't, he doesn't, nope. If I'm anything, not him a he'd be with, like, the Durmstrang boys with those eyebrows. He'd be in the Durmstrang, but. Honestly. No. <laughs> no. I do not like Gale. <laughs> no, I don't like Gale at all. I Like, I understand his character and, like, being, like, the big brother type to Katniss or whatever, but literally, like, as the second one on, I didn't understand, like, why he existed. Mm-hmm. I was like, What? plot drive does he other than the fact that like it's a potential love triangle yeah. but it's like you're not end game boy <sighs> get out of here <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> on to a one of my favorite characters hey mitch gryffindor yeah yeah <laughs> i put either gryffindor or ravenclaw <laughs> he is his own house hey mitch <laughs> yeah or ravenclaw for sure yeah. mm-hmm. or ravenclaw just because like the fact that he had to kill double the amount and even they talk a little bit about like how he ended up doing it he actually it is with a force field, um, and he actually ends up tr- uh, tricking one, like one of the last members to thinking that like he's dead or that like the force field's not there. He ends mm-hmm. up like tricking, like messing with their head, and that's how he ends up winning. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, oh, definitely either like Gryffindor mm-hmm. or like a sloppy Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hamish is my favorite, probably next to Peter. 
Yeah. Is Hamish. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely Hamish right up there. Well, Finnick and then Hamish. <laughs> I mean, if we were characters in the book, I, I would be Hamish. Like, oh. The grumpy one. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> you totally would. Oh my God. That's adorable. <laughs> well, fun fact, right? So, fun fact Elizabeth Banks loves Woody mm-hmm. Allen. So, my friend actually told me this, um, which I thought it was really funny. Beth? And it's true. You can, yeah. My friend Beth told me this. <laughs> it's like Bethany. Who, like, really isn't like. She's not very, like, helpless romantic at all. She's very, like, very much like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, very much, like, <clears throat> about feelings in general. So, unless it's about Peter and Katniss. <laughs> honestly. Unless it's about our book loves. But anyways, um, she told me, and I didn't believe it, but if you go on IMBD, it's true. That, um, well, at least, like, the name part, but... I mean, you have proof in it from Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. You have proof in it from the... Yeah, if you go look at the name, well... Let me tell the story. Sorry. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is in love with Woody Allen so much. And apparently she had, like, the biggest crush on him growing up. That, like, when she got to work on this movie, she was super excited. And she, like, I don't know if any, like, nothing ever, like, went about it, right? Like, nothing ever happened between them. But she just, like, has such fan a Fangirling girl on the inside. Yes, like, like oh fangirling to the max about him. So much that if you actually go look at her character in Pitch Perfect, the character's last name is Abernathy, which is Hamish's <laughs> last name. So it was kind of like her homage I... to Hamish and Woody Allen. I cannot. Woody Allen? I fucking love it. Hmm? Is that his name? Yeah. Isn't it? Woody Harrelson. Sorry. Woody Harrelson. I'm like, wait, no, Allen is the, the director. The director that I hate. <laughs> yes. Woody Harrelson. I'm so sorry. But yeah, she's in love with Woody Harrelson so much that she named her character in Pitch Perfect after him. I love it. Which I thought is super adorable. Which brings us to our next character, to sort Effie. Effie, she's an interesting one. Right? Mm, I want to side with, like, Hufflepuff. I put her in Hufflepuff. Because she kind of, like, I don't really know much about her before, but she definitely, like, made her own little family with... That'd be cool. Hmm? Like, that'd be, like, a oh, cool... Oh, her backstory? Yeah, like, her backstory. Yeah. Also, like, oh, her and Haymitch. That'd be cool to, like, see, like, their journey from getting from, like, where they went to here. Mm-hmm. But even more so in the movie, she you mentioned it, she gets more characterization, like yeah. more of a personality. While in the books, in the third one, she kind of fizzles out. Like, you don't... Right. They don't really bring her up again, but in the, the end, I mean, Mockingjay, spoilers, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Yeah. Her yeah. and Hamish do have like a moment together and people yeah. have always shipped them. Yeah. So that was like for the fans, that was straight up fan service. Oh, and sure. everyone fucking died. Well, fan service uh, and also thank service. Yeah, she probably was like... <laughs> If uh if I sign on for this movie, you better <laughs> right. She's probably like, so um, can we just add this little part for me? Thank you. <laughs> just super adorable. But yeah, I also put her in Hufflepuff just because um how like her loyalty to her little maid family that she ends up making with the two yeah with Peta and Katniss and Haymitch yeah especially in the movie more so she seems because... very like in the first one specifically she's very oblivious to what's going on because she's been conditioned to this certain i mean she grew up in the capital so she's been conditioned to that like train of thought very much so like draco malfoy and harry potter like Mm. wasn't really but then Mm. once she's exposed to what's going on and she's like this is fucked up yeah like it changes her yeah comparing her to draco (laughs) like oh no i will compare everyone to draco honestly (laughs) okay so the next one my favorite boy finnick I put them in Gryffindor. What'd you put? Slytherin. Oh! Right? It's definitely more talked about in the book that I remember, mm. but um, he kind of mentions it in the movie that he, like, oh, he hasn't dealt with money in, like, years. And she's like, oh, well, how do people pay you? And he's like, well, with secrets. And I definitely remember more in the book that he's definitely 
like a, a keeper of secrets and he like knows everyone and he like knows he's sneaky yeah like mm-hmm. he's super sneaky he's super cunning he's super resourceful because he used those tidbit of information to get what he wants and it's just like mm-hmm. to me he's very southern and he's very because even though it's kind of like a front he does mm-hmm. act very prideful he is very like hmm, i am finnick o'dare and i am like <laughs> the most handsome man to walk the earth do you and, want like, a sugar cube exactly <laughs> <laughs> right? he's like, very like um trickster yeah like, if everyone had an archetype, oh, I could talk about archetypes forever, but he's very trickster in yeah. Catch and Fire, because you, like, don't know exactly. what side he's on. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Like, he tries to he tries to befriend Katniss, but in all the wrong ways. <laughs> he tries to befriend Katniss the oh way he God, befriends everyone in the capital. sure a Slytherin and the Gryffindor's relationship. They yes. just, like, butt heads. Yes. Oh. Slytherin's like, hey, uh, let me help you tie that knot. And then and the Slytherin's Gryffindor's like, don't touch me. Slytherin's are best friends with Hufflepuffs. He's just like, PETA is my son. Right? <laughs> 100 percent oh my god it's Aww. adorable but yeah i put him in slytherin just because he's way more <laughs> definitely more talked about in the books but he's way more like sneaky and cunning mm-hmm. and because everything that he does like in front of the cameras is definitely like a front and it's just because yeah. he wants the capital to believe that that's who he is because in the movie or in the books well kind of in the movie i think it's talked about um like his whole relationship with annie is like completely mm-hmm. nobody knows about it it's just completely secret mm-hmm. to keep her safe but it's like so to me that's very slytherin yeah so oh yeah <laughs> what about joanna slytherin yeah i yeah. also put her in slytherin because <laughs> same way i feel like if you have made it through a hunger games thing you definitely like have slytherin tendencies mm-hmm. because to be like resourcefulness and cunning and like sneaky i think the only hufflepuff to win the hunger games is, is Peta because he had cat <laughs> and it's only because he had a gryffindor holding his hand the whole oh way oh my god wow oh yeah Peta. yes Joanna, Slytherin. Yeah. There's no debate. Right. Mm -hmm. What about Snow? Snow, I put him in Slytherin, but Squib, maybe? Right. I, I, like, highlighted him in gray because I kind of, I don't know, I want to read the, like, prequel that she came out with, and then, like, sometimes I really don't, like... What's it called? Uh... ballad of snakes and something something. like that i don't know my mom had read it and she had mentioned that it's kind of like he's actually like portrayed as a good guy Mm -hmm. and he's kind of the one that started the whole um parachute thing like actually sending the tributes yeah because in the book um he's actually a mentor and he gets a kid from district 12 Mm -hmm. like that's like who he has to mentor so um it's kind of like a like a weird circle-y thingy yeah but I don't know. I haven't read it, so mm-hmm. I would I before I like put him in a house. I kind of want to read it, but that's like way down my TBR. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like reading stuff where people are good and they turn bad. Like I right. like it when I like when people pull Zukos and they're bad and they turn good. Right. Like that's what I want right. to read. Right. Well, that's why like I feel like it's interesting that she thought like this book needed to be written. Like mm-hmm. that's why I want to read it because I'm just like, what about it? Yeah. Made you be like, oh no, this story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Like so many years after about a character that everyone has deemed ridiculous. <laughs> Who would you cast as a young snow? As a young snow? Ooh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but... Right, well, that's... I also don't know, like, how young he's supposed to be. Is it supposed to be, like, a whole, like... Because are wonder... we doing, like, Jude Law with Dumbledore? Like, are we going that old? <laughs> or, like, are we going, like, way younger? Yeah. So... Hmm. I have no idea. TBD. Right? For some reason, is it Daniel Stevens? Who played in Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, Dan Stevens. Yeah, Dan Stevens. Mm-hmm. I, him. I think he'd be a good young Snow. Oh, I love Dan Stevens. Right. I don't want to see him as a back. Well, I mean, I know. he's technically good, and apparently, okay. Well, apparently, his like his personality is very like skewed. Like you're very like not sure what to think about him. Yeah. In the new book, but yeah. I don't know. Eh, interesting. But um, Pultark. Mm, 
I put him as between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. I put him in Ravenclaw. Because he's so, I mean, he's a fucking genius. Right, exactly. Straight up. Straight up genius. But he's very, like, mastermind behind the scenes. Behind everything. Yeah. And it's, like, not only is he, like, tricking, like, the world into mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, I volunteer. Because didn't he, doesn't he volunteer to be a game maker? Yeah. Yeah. So he did because of Katniss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Katniss thinks that's, like, a, like, oh, fuck you, dude. But he's like, no, 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 <laughs> we're starting a revolution. You're going to work with like, me. I like, I have been watching this yeah. stuff, like, waiting for somebody. <laughs> like you to come to, on. Yeah. Here you are, shining star. It's happening. Yes. <laughs> get with the program, Katniss. <laughs> come on, girl. That's literally everyone in this whole movie. Come on, Katniss, get with the program. <laughs> right, and Katniss is just like, PETA has to live. I must die. <laughs> literally. Like, oh, my sweet summer child. So funny. I'd sacrifice myself for Peter. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a Hot Topic shirt with his face on it. Oh. <laughs> I know. It doesn't fit me I anymore. Had one. I had one with Finnick. Oh, God. I of had course Finnick's. you did. Um, Is it his profile? No. Like the... Oh, okay. It's from the second movie. It's like when they were like full body, like oh, in okay. like the wetsuit. Oh, yeah. Mine was, like, was the first the trident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had like a full... Yeah. I had that one. I had Finnick's. Did you ever... I think I also had a pillowcase. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was like Finnick on one side. When you flipped it over, it was Peter. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen this. Also from Hot Topic. Did you have it in college? No, I don't know what happened to it. Like now thinking about it, I don't know where it is. I don't know, but I know I had. I'm pretty sure I had it because I remember like I'm pretty sure it was a Black Friday purchase at Hot Topic, and I was like dying because I wanted the the Phoenix side. But when you flipped it over, it was Pita. (laughs) Amazing. Very hilarious. All right, BD Ravenclaw. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, literally poster child Ravenclaw. Yeah, and he's even from the district that like totally deals in technology, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that whole district is just the district of Ravenclaw. He's the brain in Catching Fire behind everything that's going on. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Cinna. I put him in Ravenclaw also. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, because like one of the key traits for mm-hmm. Ravenclaw is creativity. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, bitch, he's super creative. Oh, bitch. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Because he, he uses her dresses as like propaganda mm-hmm. and genius. Right. <laughs> like totally like the wedding dress alone. Like when she spins and it becomes like a Mockingjay dress. Yeah. Like, oof. He thought of that. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be extremely wise oh, I love and him. witty. Oh, one other character. <laughs> Caesar. Oh, would you put Caesar? I would put him. I don't know. I think I would um, also put him in Slytherin. He reminded me. Yeah, he reminded me of Rita Skeeter. <gasps> yes. How she's very like all about the gossip, all up in your face, yeah. and she was in Slytherin. So I feel like he's the equivalent of her, like the male equivalent. I'm just drawing all these comparisons to Harry Potter. I'm sorry, right? but no, no, no <laughs> we're no, no, literally no, no, sorted no. people. But yeah, <laughs> honestly, right? Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, no, definitely. I would put him in Rave, uh, Slytherin as well because there's also, when I was watching the commentary, even the producer mentioned it. Well, she pointed it out. If you watch the part where they're, like, all the tributes are on the stage mm-hmm. and they, like, grab hands and then Caesar's, like, freaking out because oh, the yeah. crowd's, like, losing his shit. He's just, like, cut the cameras, like, get turn off the lights, like, mm-hmm. we're done. And she's like, yeah, so this is kind of a moment where you see that, like, Caesar pretends to be their friend, like, pretends to be, like, all about their lives and, like, what's going on. He's like, but really, he's just another piece of the capital. Yeah. He's wearing um, a mask when he's, like, in front yeah, of Yeah, definitely. As all, you know, TV Which is, like, I'm posts. sure most of that is, like, out of fear, too. Like, if he's seen siding with, like, the revolution, he knows what's going to happen to him because mm-hmm. he's in the capital. It's just, like... Like, um, yeah. you know what I mean? That was the most bizarre casting when they casted him. Right? I was like, Stanley Tucci? Because didn't then... Lovely Bones come out before this? Um, IMDb? <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Lovely Bones came out in 2009. Yeah. So this, Lovely Bones came out and then he got casted in this. And I was like, you want that guy mm-hmm. to play this character? Because I remember reading the book. I always, <laughs> I always pictured Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Oh, 
with like bright blue hair. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're not going to cast Ryan Seacrest. Right. But but I mean, it's funny. like TV host, American Idol, blah blah blah. Right. But then Stanley Tucci, I'm like, really? And then they gave him the fake teeth. Mm-hmm. They gave him that like bouffant hair or whatever. Right. And and he also because they showed like the costume part too. They like to put on the persona that he had had facial or um plastic mm-hmm. surgery. Cool. They like taped his whole skin back. Like they would take tape and just like yank his skin back <laughs> to make it look all like tight and taut to make it look like he had plastic surgery. How it was fun. crazy, right? And then, like, tanned him up and everything. Oh, yeah, they gave him a tan. Yeah. Amazing. But I just remember, like, the first time he came out and he was like, the Hunger Games! And, like, he laughed. He was hilarious, And the theater though. just, like, lost their shit. Because you hate him, but he's hilarious. Right? Like, that was one of my favorite parts of the, like, the bonus features, like, watching, because, like, the whole little section that was about, like, costume and hair design. They talked about when he, like, when his character came up and they talked about, like, what they did for him, the, like, main was like she got so excited she's like oh my god every time she's like anytime like stanley tucci was on stage she was like i was laughing my ass off Mm -hmm. she's like the cast and crew would literally just like gather around just to watch him film his parts Mm -hmm. because we'd be laughing so hard and i was like how fun was that that was probably such a fun role right well not only that like for the costume design like she could not stop talking about that whole part she's like the attention to detail on all of the like um people of the capital like the hair and the costumes she was like it was just so much fun to just because basically like you got to do whatever the fuck you wanted Mm because it's like the capital it's all avant-garde it's all like super high fashion so they were like she's like we got to go crazy and it was like bold eyes and no lips or bold lips and no Mm -hmm. eyes and she was like in crazy hairstyles she was like it was so much fun but like so much work and it was like Mm -hmm. so cute just to see like them like talk about the thing that they're like most passionate about Mm -hmm. i was like oh it's so cute (laughs) wholesome right very much not a wholesome movie but (laughs) no but like the people behind it for sure the people behind it it was really it was really because the last bonus features i watched was for the second star wars which i don't i could do a whole episode on that movie alone my feelings about it but (laughs) the like bonus features that one like a lot of people were kind of not okay with like what was happening on set on that one so to watch bonus features for a movie that everyone was like genuinely excited excited Mm -hmm. and genuinely like so passionate about it was like super excited and like super adorable to just watch them like have so much fun doing like Mm -hmm. their jobs oh yeah so when happy people are put behind a movie that's adapted that they love it's gonna become and like you i read the numbers like it was like the top grossing film Mm -hmm. of 2013 like broke a couple of records like was definitely the movie that did the best out of the whole or mm-hmm. all four movies they tried to pull a fast one and they're like but you know if you did combine the first like the third and the fourth one together the m- money that one made was more yeah. and it's like well duh but out of all four of the movies the second one did the best the so, second one gave them the courage to split the last one exactly into three. like they knew after the second one and after like how the fandom like was in love with everything they knew that they could pull off the third and fourth one and actually have an audience come watch it yeah. so cool yeah. so good that's job it. that's my favorite that movie to book adaptation <laughs> i'm sorry we talked way more about the movie than the book but i mean it's mm. they're literally the same thing oh so. what district would you have been in oh i mean it's gonna sound biased because it's the one phoenix from mm-hmm. but i would probably be in four just because like me and the ocean are buds yeah <laughs> i'm probably in seven lumber lumber joanna I can't remember. I'm in pretty sure, because I remember, like, BuzzFeed used to have those quizzes for, like, mm-hmm. everything. I'm pretty sure I also got four when I took one of those. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd probably be in District 4 with the fish. <laughs> the I, if we were in the Hunger Games, how do you think you would win? I wouldn't. <laughs> I would die. But if you did win, how do you think you would have won? <laughs> Hiding. Hiding. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hiding. Hiding I would have, like, like, I would have literally climbed a tree, Probably. 
I would have hopefully like had like bow and arrows or something, and I would have just like shot people from a distance. <laughs> I would know up close and personal murder. Oh my mm. goodness. I mean, we're definitely not from District 1 or 2, no. which is, like, the careers who, like, train from, like, day one. It's like, I don't work out. <laughs> no, right? Like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely Yay. just with the fish. <laughs> so yeah. our next movie sode. Oh, yeah. Be. So did you want to do ones that we hate? Oh. Since we just, we yeah. each did one that we really liked. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do ones that we hate? Oh, yes. I. <laughs> I'm very. I'm sure you will discuss as well. I mean. Which one? Percy Jackson. <gasps> Bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, if so you excited. if you are in the Percy Jackson fandom, get ready, buckle up for me to just rip it. <laughs> this apart. movie makes me laugh. Ugh. Just makes me laugh. God, I'm so excited. Oh man, are you if do you, the first one? Yeah, I'll do the first. I mean, I'll like, probably maybe? mention the second one. Right, right. The, the se- okay, yeah. I never, <laughs> I have never seen the second mm-hmm. one. I have read all the all the books. We should watch them, but we should have alcohol involved in just. Ooh, yes, it's happening. Down. next hangout but if you right. love those movies probably don't listen to that episode because i hate to rag on something that someone loves but if you love those movies you haven't read the you books. haven't read the books <laughs> okay but i mean if you have read the books and you do love the movies okay don't yeah. listen to that episode we're getting a tv show though so right and hopefully it's a redemption a redemption yeah. i really really wanted it to be animated but it yeah i think everyone did they really they're going with the live action and mm-hmm. i'm like okay fine but because my only concern is just like if you're gonna i really want them to plan for the future so like if mm-hmm. you're gonna sign a kid on you better sign that kid on for all five movies yeah. you know what i mean harry potter did it Come exactly on. Mm-hmm. so it's like because if you're gonna recast percy like halfway through i'm not about it yeah so it's like please make sure yes. you get these kids for like the next five years mm-hmm. of filming please <laughs> so our next movie so yes percy, percy jackson. jackson Ooh, damn it now i have to research oh, which one but I'm that's funny because i was like my next like in support of one of my favorites oh, yeah. would have been uh perks of being a wallflower and they both have logan Aww. lerman in it oh my god <laughs> the worst and the best of logan lerman honestly <laughs> although logan would have been an amazing like older percy but the tv show come on cast him as poseidon right cast oh. him as poseidon <laughs> either poseidon or farther down the line coach Yes. Our next one, our next one will be Bridget's. It'll probably be, so like the Darker Shade of Magic one, the Darker Shade of Magic mm-hmm. series will come out, then this episode will come out, and then I don't, another book series will come out. These mm-hmm. are probably, these are, the movie sods are basically going to chop up the, our little book breaks. series. Just like so, little breaks. So mm-hmm. we'll do like a movie series, or wow, a book series, <laughs> and then a movie sode, and then, well, I don't know, that's that's kind of like how I want them to go, but mm-hmm. we'll see down the road. We'll probably have what. some one-offs in the middle, like single right. Yeah, but ones. these are just to help break up the whole, like, so we're not doing, like, book series after book series after book series. Yeah. It's a lot to invest in. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>